of, of uh, Jonah or the life of Noah, you know, the life of those, those folks that we lift up in those stories. As much as God was working in those stories, we'll discover in these days that God is working in our stories. He is working in our every day. Let me show you. If you go to Jeremiah uh, 29, we get a sense of the bigger picture just starting to unfold. Jeremiah 29 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So here's the question. Who's the one that's got plans for your life? Well, according to Jeremiah, it's God. Now, you may have plans. You may have your own plans for your life. But it's to understand that there is somebody else at work in this world. And that somebody else has plans for how your life unfolds and what experiences your life will hold. That there is a God who is at work, and this God who is at work is working toward an end for the world. And we fit into the greater story of how God works. Now, we get this uh, hint of this in, in our lives. Sometimes we'll be going through our days, right? We'll be going through our days and we'll watch the world unfold and we'll see something and we'll say, well, you know, that just doesn't fit. Or how in the world did that happen, right? How could that possibly be? You're not alone in those experiences. If you go to uh, Ecclesiastes 9... Uh, the writer of Ecclesiastes does that same kind of reflecting as he looks around. Let's, let's look at Ecclesiastes 9. He says, I have observed something. So what's he doing? Observing, right? He's, he's taking a look at the world around him. He's, he's looking at the lives around him, the experiences around him. I've observed something, uh, something else under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race. And the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wisest sometimes go hungry, and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. And those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It is all decided by chance, by being in the right place at the right time. Do you ever have those words come out of your mouth? Man, were they at the right place at the right time, right? Sure, why? Because you see, there's something else going on in the world. There is another story that's taking place. There are other players out there in the world that are moving and shaking the movement of the world into everyday activity. There's other powers that are loose out there in the world. When you have those moments and you look at that, how could that be? What you're engaging is understanding that there is a bigger picture taking place. And there are other powers that are at work. We're going to see that as we're in this epic experience together. Um, we're going to see and look at some of those powers uh, at work. So hold on to that thought. It's enough for us to know that there is a greater story taking place. We should know this, people of God. We can go back to the call of Abram, okay? Abraham, when God got involved in this world through one person's story, okay? It comes out of Genesis 12. And as we read uh, this Count the number of times. Just if you got a pencil and you got your message notes, underline the I will in in the experience, right? And then count up how many you get. 
All right, as we read it. You ready? The Lord said to Abram, so we know who's speaking, right? The Lord is speaking. The Lord said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. Okay, how many I wills? You can say it louder. I, I'm kind of deaf up there. Is this thing four? You got four in there? Okay. Well, I mean, that's pretty loud. That's four? God's coming to one guy and saying, look, here's what I'm going to do. 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 Is Abram doing nothing? No, Abram is living life, right? He is living out his life. He is saying every day, hopefully, okay, how do I serve the Lord today? How do I bring glory to the Lord today? How do I walk the path that God wants me to walk today? How do I keep doing whatever it is that God sets in front of me and accomplish that uh, for the kingdom of heaven today, right? His goal is being faithful and following wherever the Lord leads him. But somebody else is at work. Who's doing all the eye-willing? God is, right? The Lord. The Lord is busy in Abram's life. Abram isn't just living his life all to himself. The Lord is actively working, actively busy. The Lord is accomplishing, and he wants to make sure Abram understands that. He says it to him at least four times. I'm going to do this, Abram. While you're living your life, while you're doing your story, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. And he even gives him the goal. At the end, you see the last sentence there? God gives Abram the goal and says, Abram, while I'm working now, this is where I'm headed. This is what I'm going to do in your story, in your life as you live it. This is where we're going, Abram. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. Do you see that? Even though God is doing the I-willing, all this work and activity, He is applying His activity directly into Abram's life for God's purpose to move Abram's story to move his experience toward the goal that God has for all the families of the earth isn't that awesome that shows us right away that when God starts dealing with the individual God comes to the individual and God has a bigger picture in play God has something greater and bigger at work in Abram's life. And if it's true for Abram, it will be true for each one of us this morning who know Jesus Christ. That God is at work in our lives every single day and He's doing something bigger and grander as we try to live out our story. God is doing all the I wills. So what's the observation? The big thing for us is to understand there is an epic story. There is a big story going on, and we're part of the story. We're part of the experience of God's activity uh, in the world. We participate in that story. So how do we participate? How does that unfold for us? Well, there's some good things that we can start with to understand. That if we accept this truth this morning, there's some things that play out of that for us. To understand that there is a big story that God is working on 
and that we're part of that story as our individual lives unfold and God works in them. One of the observations is it means that every day as we participate in this story, we have a new page to write. That every day is an opportunity for us to write a new page. Isn't that awesome? There is our story. There is the great story, but we fit into it. There is one story, our story, and in this one story, there is a new page opportunity every single day. Let's look at the scripture from uh, Corinthians 5, where Paul makes that absolutely clear to us. You ready? He says in verse 17, Anyone who belongs to Christ, now notice he just qualified who we're talking about here. Who are we talking about? Anybody who belongs to Christ, okay? So if you're in the room today and you don't belong to Christ yet, you need to do that if you want a new page. You need to understand, this is how we get a new page. Because God is doing something greater and has already done something tremendous in the person of Jesus Christ. And when you receive Him into your life, then you get the opportunity to write a new page every single day. According to what He accomplished to those who belong in Christ, it says, anyone who belongs to Christ is a new person. The past is forgotten and everything is new. Every single day. Every single day. Isn't that awesome? You know what? If you didn't like yesterday, that's okay. Turn the page and write a new page. If you don't like the direction that your life is going right now and you understand, hey, this is not where God wants me to go. God has got to have something greater for me in my life. Turn the page. Because today, you get to start writing a new page. When you're in Christ, every single day, you get the opportunity to write a new page that says, look, I am going to live my life the way God wants me to live, and I'm going to fit into that great story. That accomplishment that He did in Christ is going to go into my life, and I'm going to live according to what He wants me to do. You get to write a new page every single day. And as you write that page, as you write that page, as you get in that direction going God's way, you're going to start writing pages that are powerful stories that other people need to hear. You're going to develop and write a story of your life that is powerful and that other folks need to hear. You see those clips, uh, those clips and those famous lines that we showed you this morning, right? Why do you remember those? I mean... Aren't there a lot of movies you've already seen and forgotten? Am I the only one that forgets bad movies? Right? I mean, there's some movies you've seen and just like, (laughs) I'm not going to see that again. Forgot that one, wrote it off already. I can't even remember the names of all the bad movies I've seen. But you remember those clips. Why? Because they're powerful stories. You can't handle the truth. You've got to remember that one. Why? It's a powerful story, isn't it? You see, that's what God wants for your life. When you start writing that new page, He doesn't want you to write some boring story. He wants you to write an incredibly powerful story. And He is ready to invest in the story. He's ready to get involved and say, Listen, I will. I will. I will. Really, I will. 
when we start turning that page and writing that new story and getting our lives in line with Christ, then our lives take on that part of the same memorable, powerful stories because God is working in the midst of it. Corinthians, Paul finishes out that that section there saying these words. What we mean is that God was in Christ offering peace and forgiveness to the people of this world. And he has given us the work of sharing his message about peace. We were sent to speak for Christ. And God is begging you to listen to our message. We speak for Christ and sincerely ask you to make peace with God. Who does he speak for? Christ. That's a powerful message, isn't it? You see, God is writing in Paul's life this incredible powerful message and other people need to hear the message there was this uh, woman who did this incredible thing she lost uh, 50 pounds and uh, she was you know obviously thrilled at her accomplishment being able to lose uh, 50 pounds and uh, one of the realities for her though is she she lost the 50 pounds so she had a lot of clothes she didn't need anymore right so she put an ad in the paper Uh, the ad went like this lost 50 pounds Selling my fat clothes. They're in good condition, size 18 to 20. You know what happened? She put the ad in the paper. This woman was bombarded with telephone calls. Like, as soon as the ad hit the paper, her phone could not stop ringing. You know what's cool about it? Nobody wanted the clothes. What did they want? The story, right? They wanted the story. They said, how did you lose 50 pounds? That is absolutely incredible and awesome. I want that in my life. She had a powerful story. And other people want powerful stories. And God is absolutely willing. I will. I will. I will. I will. He will. He wants to write into your life a powerful story as you fit into the incredible story of what God is doing throughout all of history. You see, we remember the stories in the Old Testament. We remember the stories of Noah and the ark. We remember the stories of Jonah and the whale. We remember the story of David, right? I mean, you can picture David. There's little David, the young kid. He's got that slingshot whirling. You see it, right? He's got that. There's Goliath, the giant guy, right? With the big sword and the big shield and looking absolutely invincible. And there's David wheeling his thing. You know the story. But you know what? Every time I read that powerful story, I understand. I could be David. I could be David. I could be Samson. I could be Noah. I can be every one of those people. I can be Ruth. I can be Esther. I can be every one of those people. Why? Because God is ready to write into my life the same power, the same opportunity to make that kind of difference in the world for the glory of Christ. Isn't that awesome? That's what he's about. He is writing an epic experience 
How's it work for us? Where do we start? Here's where we start. Today, the first day of our series, start with just embracing the story that God is working in your life. You see, the reality of those movies that we showed up there, I mean, there's good fighting evil, and we're going to talk about that in the coming weeks, and there's disappointments and heartaches, and there's celebrations and parties, and that's what makes for a great story, right? The reality is, that's our lives too. But we need to be able to embrace the complete story of what's going on in our life. And understand that whatever it is that's happening, God can use. That God can write into that story. We just embrace... Let me give you an example. It comes out of the book of Acts. If you go to the 8th chapter of Acts, it says... Saul was one of the witnesses, and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, and all the believers except the apostles were scattered to the regions of Judea and Samaria. What just happened in Acts 8? you got like 30,000, 60,000 Christians here in Jerusalem by now, and then persecution comes on the church. What do they do? Scatter. Can you see those guys on that day? Can you see them saying, Lord, what's going on? I just gave my life. I just received Christ. I just got on the path. You want? I just got into following and believing. And the next thing you know, I got to move the kids. I got to change jobs. I got to pack the U-Haul. Are you nuts, God? What are you doing? Right? They could have easily just said right then, right there, look, if this is what this Christian stuff is all about, I'm done on day two. Instead, they embraced the story. They embraced the story. You heard Paul there, right? Paul. He was there at the stoning of Stephen, holding everybody's coats, cheering them on, saying, Good job, guys. Nice throw. Little curveball. Great job. Love it, right? Paul was one of the chief accusers of the church. It says in, in 8, But Saul, Paul, was going everywhere to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison. Paul is aggressively persecuting the church. This is his story right now. He had no idea how God was going to use his story. You see, what happens is you go on in, in, the, in the chapter, these people who persecution came on, they understood they needed to embrace the story and trust the one who's writing the story. They need to embrace what was going on in their life, and they needed to just trust that God is going to, I will, I will, I will, I will. That God who is writing this story is going to be faithful. And look what happens in verse 4. It says, But the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. What happened just because the church received persecution? They scattered. And when they scattered, the gospel started being preached to the whole region. They don't scatter. They're cozy. They're comfortable. Let's stay in Jerusalem. Persecution comes. And God uses what's going on in that experience. And they embrace the story of that experience. And God writes into their pages the opportunity 
to build churches throughout the region. Isn't that awesome? And that guy, Paul, who was out there destroying people and holding those coats for Stephen, he had no idea at the time how God was going to change the direction of his story. If you go into Acts 9, it says, you know, Paul has this road to Damascus experience and Jesus shows up and gets in his face, literally, and uh, changes his mind about a few things. And then God sends a leader from a church there to go and, and tell Paul what's going on. And here's the directions he gives that leader. He says, But the Lord said, Go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings as well as to the people of Israel, and I will. Oop, what's those words? I will. Heard those before? I will. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Did God have a story already written for Paul? Yes, absolutely. And what a powerful story. You see, we're here today because that persecution took place and because Paul's life got changed. God has a great story. And He is working this epic experience until all the families of the earth know Him. And you have the opportunity to be part of the story. And you can write a new page every single day. And you can just embrace what God is doing in your life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Wasn't that a great movie? You can embrace whatever God's doing in your life. And you can write that page and trust the one who's writing with you to write power into your life so that others want to hear the story and have their lives changed. Proverbs 16 tells us that truth. It says, We make our own plans. Anybody in the house got plans? We make our own plans. Oops. But the Lord decides where we'll go. Isn't that awesome? You see, God's got a great plan for your life. He's got a story for your life to tell. You've got to discover the story. That's what we're going to do in these weeks. We're going to try to discover the story. If you look at the message notes I gave you today, if you go to the back page, I think it's on the back page, you're going to see I just put one line at the top of the page. You see that? You're all doing that, right? You're all looking at that? What's the top page say in the message notes? My story. That's not my story. It's your story, right? Here's what you've got to do. Use this Lent, use this opportunity here to step back for a while in your life and ask these questions. What's the story that God's been writing in my life? What's the story? And where is God taking my life? And how can I share the power of that story with somebody else? So that in ages to come, they won't be talking just about Noah and Esther and Ruth and David and but they'll be talking about your name. The generations to come will remember the story of Jesus Christ being the power of your life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the journey we've embarked upon. We ask today, just make it clear to us. Help us to understand. Help us to see how you work and what you will in each of our lives. Just make this a great opportunity for us, Lord. To, to understand, to look at our, our days, to look at our deeds, to look at what we're about in life, and to instead just let you start writing. Let you re start writing on every new day and every new page 
so that our lives can be according to your purpose and your glory. Help us in this generation to be the Davids and the Noahs and help us to be the Esthers and the Ruths. Help us to be those people who stand up in this time and experience the power of you in our life. We ask it through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.